Hello and welcome to another episode of Philosophive. I'm your host, Justin Lamb. Today I have with me Nicola Yuat, and he is a friend of mine, lives in Berlin, musician and artist. Happy to have you on the show. Hello. Hi, Justin. Nice to be here with you. Nice to be here as well, uh, with you as well, in this container of sorts. Uh, Indeed. Exactly. So how you been? Good. Yeah, good. pretty good. Good. Uh, it's, yeah, it's been uh, a lot of things happening, although the the world is a, in a sort of in a strange state, um, but interesting things happening. Well, it depends on what the perspective is. Yeah, is it? Was it, always, it was always strange. The world, in oh. my opinion. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah it's just like now it's becoming normal. Like oh, our, our natural existence, our natural expression, and uh, before it was some sort of an expression of one type of. I don't know, like, you know, like one normal when there is no real normal. And yeah, now I, that everybody has their own reality going on now, in my opinion. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of now it's normal that the world is weird. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a, a realization that, um, yeah, and, and I think it's for some people, you know, it's bringing up a lot of issues with fear and worries. And this is absolutely valid and but I think you can also see things that are very positive like this stuff is happening quite often where people are just like reaching out through this medium and uh, with other forms of communication that yeah just to consider you know and it's and we're doing this not because of you know necessarily fear but it, it's it put up the the like i mean look at zoom i mean isn't it funny like they're how positive this has been for them you know yeah who heard about zoom a year ago <laughs> very few people right and now it's like uh it's worth more than ibm wow <laughs> like by several factors like uh, i don't know if the stocks went down again or something but it's one of those you know well it's like if we switched we switch gear really yeah. as a society you know and the way we use technology is like, everything's like super fast now and mm. kind of trying to solve problems as quickly as possible and new new uh new things come out and it's just, mm. there's a lot going on in some ways um yeah, yeah. we it's need funny. to adapt i think it, it makes us more adaptable actually yes I'm, I'm looking at your setup now and like is that like a new setup with your yeah, it is kind of a new cabin feel setup. Mm, I've been cool. building like a, a space where I can record. I wanted to be sure that I could just sit here, get, grab the guitar, or mm. use the piano, or turn the, the amp on the guitar amp on and just record. And that's sort of what kind of this little corner is for. I love that because love that. Um, my curiosity is, of course, did you did you was it during Corona you, you created this? space Actually, yeah yeah see yeah this is my the same with me it's like these uh it's making me think in different ways about what i really want to do and and this is for musicians obviously uh like distance is not an issue anymore and artistic mm -hmm. expression so like these uh these excuses don't work anymore yeah and and i think it's like i've been thinking about that for so long and at some point it's like well i'm just gonna do it like what am i waiting for yeah and it's just so up, just being a bit more proactive mm. and and especially because I'm home a little more than I used to be, although mm. I've always been working from home mostly. Um, it's just like, how can I make this space really like, how can I really enjoy being here and make it super functional and mm. just fun 
fun to use. So yeah. it's I, I get that feeling. Do you have like a, a stairway going up to like a it's like your bunk bed on the top or? <laughs> well, this is a, yes. This is a this is a bed. This is a quite, kind of more like a platform. Yes, that's awesome. You built it yourself, or did you? Uh, yeah, man, first time I built something with my hands. That's, uh, that's yeah, with it. With, I had this kind of a Japanese saw, which is like a, a little different from a normal saw. Yeah, and I've been getting all the pieces like much longer than what I needed because I wasn't that's sure about the plan, and mm -hmm. I saw I was just cutting everything by myself. So that was kind of a wow. You know, you know, working with wood, like touching the material yeah. which you're going to build something. It's kind of a um, smell as well. Like that, you know, fresh, cur the, cur yeah. the wood and, uh, yeah, my, my favorite class in high school was wood, a woods class. And I remember just like my teacher talking about, you know, how smooth, you know, when he was like, how he expressed that, like that feeling of cherry and the smooth mm. lacquer. It was so poetic, you know, and you felt it when he was uh, in his element too. And, uh, just was infecting. Uh, I, I'm also, uh, are you, you, you've heard J uh, Jacob Collier? Uh, no, I've yeah. heard you talk about him. What's that? I've heard you talk about him uh, um, in, some, in some other, uh, in oh, some podcast. Uh, yeah, well, maybe I can make up on a podcast as well, because that guy is doing, I mean, like what you're doing as well, uh, it, but, you know, in his, in his, like, I think it's his, where he, his house, where he was his parents, in his, his, room or whatever just like a massive music musicians uh heaven you know he has all these instruments and it's very unique stuff and very experimental as well and then he shot up because of you know, social media youtube and and what, whatever that he's you know pure talent coming out and doesn't need a band even you know he's just like just like every sound is at his disposal like a lot of producers are but it's just like he has, still has that tactile aspect you know where he just you know he has all these guitars in the back and you just grab that or whatever or african drums you know and just like in the moment like i'm sure that's like for musicians who love to have so many tangible kind of instruments to play with i mean the the digital ones are fun too but not quite i don't know what you're feeling yeah, that is and guitars are all wood too i mean it's all a lot of it is wood so yes. there's also a relationship with the material you know mm. even though you make something sort of intangible yes. so it's Kind of an interesting relationship yeah well for me i, I you know I, I i met you when you were actually performing at my uh coffee shop and that's yeah. uh, i was very impressed with you know your singing abilities and um and i and heard about your story about you know you were with a group called long, long voyage uh, yes and uh yeah i checked it, and you had some really uh what was that song you did that um it was in a, there was a music video deal really cool music video like on the moon or it was supposed to be in the moon or something yeah that was rice fall uh the name that, of the that for me that felt i mean like that was really excellent i mean uh are you working with that material still or does this like over it's it's over because uh, it, for me it was a band it started as a kind of a solo project and i i really spent a few years to put a band together mm. and at that point for me that's what i wanted to express that was sort of putting energy of different people into one it really creates something together co-creating a co-creating exactly. and i wanted to get away of like no it's just my vision you know superimposing my vision on everything so um and eventually every everybody sort of kind of went just left to some in some ways i mean they you know for a job or for a different band and 
So I ended up alone thinking like, okay, what mm. am I going to do with this? Like, this is not, I cannot continue this by myself. Mm. And uh, I would, you know, to be honest with you, it's been kind of hard to reevaluate. So when you just, you have one goal and you're just working on one thing, it's like, a, it's a business in some ways, you know, it's like a, uh, it's a brand or it's a business. And mm. so I just woke up one day thinking, well, I'm, I'm not sure how I'm going to pursue music without mm. that entity. Um, but it's been a great experience and I've learned so much out of it. So mm -hmm. definitely. I mean, the, the, the route of singer songwriter with the acoustic guitar and these coffee shops, you know, that's everything is on you. Right. So it's like, yep. there's also that aspect. And, uh, I know, you know, it was definitely not a big crowd of my place. It was a small coffee shop anyways. And, and, but I like that intimate atmosphere, you know, yes. and, and I think that, you know, that's where obviously people like Bob Dylan came up in that kind of atmosphere, you know, yeah. and they always, I think they always like to go back to that. Like he, I've heard about like concerts, he does like very small ones or in the, in the woods somewhere next, you know, he has a preference for where, cause he can pick wherever he freaking wants to play. Right. It doesn't, it's like, and that's like, that's, that's such a pleasure, but I think a lot of people would like to go back to those more intimate settings. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the, maybe the pressure is less, uh, and um, this feels more authentic, you know, it's like, I'm well, guessing because I, I haven't, I haven't, you played for some big groups, crowds too, I know. Yeah, also, and I think mm -hmm. it's just, it's different. The energy is different, but you know, there was, um, there was one gig we played in, in Berlin. It was like a, like a small gig, maybe 30, 40 people in some mm -hmm. kind of bar cafe. And that was many years ago. And I remember at some point, I don't know why, I just, well, I, I was talking with the crowd a little bit and then I stopped. And I just looked at everybody and I went like, isn't it, isn't it weird that we're all here right now? Just like, you know, <laughs> That's looking what at I would do all today. Like, yeah, I heard you. This sort of awesome. kind of like quasi philosophical statement that just rang a little strange, but people kind of, they laughed. Yeah. And, but they got it and we all mm -hmm. sort of got it. And it was, it was a sort of a group awareness, you know, it's not like a one-to-one. -one. It's, it's like the group that the, um, the crowd, becomes sort of a, a kind of one thing Absolutely. Um, and that's super powerful and, and it's I guess it's possible to do with like a larger crowd but it's very unique in a in um so so you get that with smaller potentially with maybe I was lucky I don't know or I did the right thing in, in that occasion but yeah that's 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 kind of priceless yeah you because uh you just like that was I think um you know, the, the, you, you were able to step back as well. Like you said that when you're with your band, you really wanted your other bandmates to express themselves. You didn't want to necessarily lead. You are leading by performing, providing the space and obviously organizing everything. And yeah. the magic happens in the moment always, doesn't it? Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, people hold space for you as a crowd, mm -hmm. but if for a second you hold space for them, nice. Yeah. That, what's going to happen. And that's, that was that kind of click, you know, mm -hmm. moment. Wow, because I, I, there are no coincidences. I'm I, like I'm. I really want to get that atmosphere going too. Like I would, mm. you know, I'm. I'm talk to some. I have a a coach. Yeah, and nice. uh, she was also on the show. Uh, shout out to Marlena Helm. Um, mm. And yeah, our first session. So uh, yeah, this was what you're talking about exactly. A vision I had during the session to like go. Imagine yourself in three years, take a, we're taking a time travel and going three years, where are you? And then 
And then she talked to that version of me three years ago. I, I was just allowing right. that come to come through, like whatever comes through, comes through. And I talked about like just that form of expression and, you know, also in a larger setting, but being still intimate, authentic and free expression with, you know, music, dance, poetry, mm. whatever, but uh, like no rules. And uh, it feels like that excites me a lot. And I know probably something sounds like something that excites you a lot, like that kind of uh, just being with creative yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the idea is how do you, because like, how do you provide that uh, space? And, and, you, and you, what you did in that situation with 30 people is like you actually realized it was already there that everybody was yes. contributing. Yeah. Yes. But it's like pointing out the obvious, but everybody feels mm -hmm. it at the same time. And yes. we recognize the simplest thing ever, which is our own presence. So suddenly it's like exciting, but for no reason. <laughs> or like, you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's effervescent a little bit, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. So, yeah. But this, cool. this sounds great, man. This working, this work you're doing with a, uh, with a coach. Um, well, the, the idea, the, yeah, very nice technique and, uh, you know, very po obviously positive focusing on a vision of potential, you know, for her. Yeah, it's, for me, it's also real because it speaks to, you know, something deep and, you know, but the, the thing is this, I'm not musically gifted in the sense that I can play well, you know, like I can't sing like you and I can't, uh, I, I'm, I can't play the guitar properly, you know, just a few chords and, uh, but the, her point was, of course, you know, well, isn't that like an entryway for others that I perform, I can provide a space where like, you know, I play like shit anyways too, you know, so anybody can play and, and or do whatever they want and I won't judge it, you know, that I think that's something that's very important too. Like I, because um, I realized that, you know, I, I'm not that good. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because like, I, I had a conversation years ago with some, actually someone who I've, I wanted her to kind of manage me and with the music and, you know, she gave me a few, a few tips and it was more like, you know, you need to define what's the shadow, what's the light, like what, what's under the spotlight, what do you want to share, what you don't want to share. She was talking about identity. It was really interesting. And then she asked me like, she asked me about the lyrics and the music and, and I told her, I said, look, this doesn't matter. Ultimately, I'm, I'm seeking something else that is underneath all of that. You know, I could just sing in a different, well, in a different language back, back then it was in French, but I could sing in a different language. I could use a different instrument. I could not even, I could make noise. I mean, mm. it's, it's just a sense like, can I connect with people on the level that is more subtle than, than what we kind of were used to? Yes. At a heart level, that, 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 mm -hmm. that, the, the, the magnetic resonance that we all have, which is our true essence, right? So it's all mm -hmm. energy and, and, and we're just expressing that energy and form. But the right. form, as you said, of course, the form is never going to totally encapsulate, it can't, that formless essence. And that's the mystery. That's the, you know, like um, the guy in the back of the room who thinks he's, how do you say, not contributing is perhaps contributing the most. Yeah. And that's yeah. no, but other people may not even realize that and he, he especially not. And that's yeah. where things get really, uh, that quantum idea is also very cool. Mm. You know? And uh, in music and expression, I think that's, that's such a nice entryway because it mm. kind of subverts the mind too. I mean, like, it seems like the greatest musical directions, jazz, blues came from improvisation. Yeah. 
dudes who did not have had maybe three string guitars that were broke. You know, like they had to deal with issues that made a sound very, very unique. The mm. problems turned into the advantages, didn't they? I didn't, I didn't, they didn't know how to hold chords. They didn't know what the chords were, but they just went with the sound and the feeling, right? I'm, I'm guessing that's yeah. where a lot of stuff came from. They were blind even, right? A lot of these dudes were, mm. you know, it's like, how does a guy who's blind uh, learn to play this stuff? It's as if like, what you do as an artist is you paint or you draw, whatever, you, you, you create mm. feelings. And, right. and at some point you remove all those filters and you're closer to the feeling right away. Mm. And I guess the, the less uh, sort of a, kind of a, material there is between you and that feeling kind of the faster and the more powerful is going to be so a simpler instrument maybe like less strings or like anything that is kind of brought to its essence kind of yeah minimize the sort of the buffer yes i mean i definitely think percussions match me a bit too so it's like maybe that's probably and that that's obviously easier to express oneself but still that's the basic of maybe all music is that just that beat mm. i mean and rhythm mm. And I know with songwriting, it's like, or you know, that process better than I do, but it seems like, you know, you get that little something, right? Uh, and it's a beat of some sort, and then you match a melody lyrics on, on top of that. Um, is that. Is that how you've done love your... Yeah, for me, it's been a bit, it's, it's, it's as if there's a blueprint of something that doesn't exist yet, and I'm trying to kind of match it. So I get a sense of what should be there. It's like drawing and seeing the shapes, you know, but like with audio and I'm trying to fill things and I feel mm, something's not, what is it going to, what's going to be there, you know, and it's like, or, or you hear some melody and you just, you, you just put it on top. So it's really, it's really intuitive. But for me, like if I've tried too much, it just never worked. So I sort of try, I think that's the exercise of being as intuitive as possible, sort of the, it's kind of a win-win situation anyway, because you feel better about the process. It's not too cerebral. Oh yeah, You're getting on the mind, that's a difficulty with me as well. Just like, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to train myself, like to just trust. And uh, yeah, the, the, the idea of a blueprint, I like that how you describe that because I, for me, everything already exists and we're just vibrationally mm. matching that existence. So that version of me three years in the future is not actually a future version, it's a, a version now, just me. But how do I vibrationally match that? Well, I have to lose a lot of fear. And the podcast obviously is an example of me going out there a bit more. And uh, But yeah, there's always going to be that element of, you know, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. And you know, you've, you've been through that, obviously. Oh, yeah, man. And I talk <laughs> about it in the songs. Like, you know, this mm. self, it's like a mirror. You know, yeah. it's like trying to identify, trying to, who's there? What's this reflection? You know, you t- I, I, I like it. You talk about like timeless sort of self, the extension of the self, in the, of the self through time. Yeah. And there's the, the, the latest album I, I released in 2016. It's called Annie. And it's about, it's, it's quite dark. I mean, a lot of stuff that I've produced is quite dark, actually. But it's, there's a sort of a philosophical kind of um, underlayer. And a lot of those songs in that album, just to link it to what you're saying, have this idea of like, what if you're already dead? And, and it's not like this super dark thing, you know, like it's more like after, like what if you're already dead? Because you are. Mm, oh, it's like, because that's the certainty, you know, mm-hmm. we all gonna get there. It's like, don't, there's no, you know, there's no biohack for that, at least now. <laughs> there's no hack, you know, it's like yep. you get there. So it means I'm alive and I'm also dead. And it's like, mm-hmm. how do I relate to my life then? 
what is his value across the infinity of time? Well, it gets a little philosophical here. And mm-hmm. like, uh, this is philosophy. We're, we're supposed to be philosophical, <laughs> dude. Good. Yeah. So, so I kind of I like this idea that you're saying. You're already, well, you're that person in three years. Right now, how do you sort of tune in to that reality? I, I like that. It, is, uh, it takes the, the effort away from the knowing how it's the being. As you, you know, like uh, if you see the vision, like you, with the song, for example, you have that blueprint in your mind, but you don't know the specifics. And yes. But if you know that your vibration is just matching the specifics. So I've had the, heard the analogy of a book, a writer, through channel material, if you know what channeling is, probably a little bit like, yeah. we're always doing it. It's just like some people know really they're doing it and they're just like, okay, that was not my ego persona. That was literally just infinite intelligence. You can call it God, you can call it whatever you want. It doesn't, but it's something from a higher perspective. And Isn't it like the demon genius or the demon idea of like yeah. a Greek philosophy? Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, the, the demonia, the, exactly, the, uh, with um, Socrates and the, those ideas, definitely. And it's come up over and over in history, and, and we're seeing, like, the confirmation of it in our realities on a, such a large level uh, that um, without dogma, you know, just, mm-hmm. and what does that mean for everybody? It means a very empowering state of being is always there for us, and that's just being who we are mm-hmm. to the fullest degree possible, and we will match with that future version in ways that we can't even imagine because we can't even see how how great it is because our our vision is always clouded with negative ideas about mm. who we are and that's going to cloud up even the greatest vision you have of your future it cannot will not be great as that version of you that's not physical and or whatever above everything sees it sees something much greater and so yeah the matching is a very cool thing where i somebody likes to think a lot like myself has to stop thinking. I think that's the, that's really the trick. Uh, <laughs> just doing it. Like what you, I feel like uh, I'm also a guy that does respond more to inspiration, but what you did on that stage also is very cool because you had to overcome a lot of fear because most people yeah. cannot put their authentic self in front of one person or even in front of their self. They can't mm. be authentic. So, to do that in that moment just say like oh we're all just people here there's something there's something else going on can you feel it you know some yeah. and some people would not feel it and they'd be, they, you'd, you'd be like okay do i doubt my own feelings hmm. Hmm. but if you'd say like it doesn't matter what the, the whole crowd says this is true right and, and it's not like where's the spotlight really mm-hmm. it's not necessarily on stage on me it's like right away you just turn it and it's yeah. like it's about you you know it's yeah. like so it's a shared experience of presence in a way. I mean, it's kind of spiritual, you know, when you, yes. you wouldn't expect that from an event, like a concert in a club or in a bar or something, but why not? Why not? People can let go. They hang up their roles on the coat rack when they go into these things, you know? So the, mm-hmm. the, the policeman, the, the lawyer, you know, or, you know, or whoever the hippie, whoever goes in there is, it's all kind of an equal playing field of just fun and letting go, you know, leave, yeah. your, leave your worries at the door. Yeah. And so any situation, you know, if you're going to an accounting office, you can have that too, but there's a lot of things associated with that place that are not so comfortable for people to just be themselves, but you could. Well, I've heard you. So I've in one of your podcast episodes, maybe that's the person who's coaching you, but you mentioned in the intro that you met that person in a parking lot and you yes. were, is that the person? Yes, it is. Yeah. 
and you were inspired by her presence. That's an example of that, you know? Yeah, that is, yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah. The light shines, I mean, it, it shines in everybody, and it's just like seeing it more clearly. You're like, oh, okay, it's been me that's been perceiving things from a bit of a negative angle because, mm -hmm. but now when you're like, oh, wow, this is, everybody is so beautiful and unique, you know, mm -hmm. intentionally too, like, or, you know, not having an arm is, there's a reason for that, you know, there's something that beautiful that that person potentially in one form of expression is the most amazing basketball player ever lived. Maybe, you know, you know, like it, it, some weird stuff like that, or that some things that are in disadvantage turn to an advantage, you know, and anybody who's, uh, you know, gone through like you, you I guess this process of uh, darkness, you know, you the dark night of the soul. It sounds like you expressed it through your music. And, and they made your music obviously speak to many people, I think. Well, it took me a while to understand what I was doing with that dark mm -hmm. man. And I came to read um, Jung, Carl Jung in the yes. last few years and more this year as well, a few more books. And, and this concept of shadow really, really got to me. I thought, this is amazing. It's like dig and discover the darkest place so that you can shine light on it. And then you know what's there. Mm. You, don't have to, you don't have to hang out there. You don't have to use what's there, but you know what's there. And that sort of empowers you. And to me, that really changed a lot of things. And my way to approach as well, this darkness and accept it and see that it's self-awareness. Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's, you know, things that are, we think are disadvantages really is that, you know, for instance, it can be a very dark thing, I guess, you, cancer, somebody gets cancer and, they, what, what happens is, a, this is what all can happen. It depends on the, also the person having the experience is they realize how powerful they are, that mm -hmm. they're the creator of the reality. Mm. They, get, they get healed or people all around show so much love for no reason. They're always used to trying to earn that love, you know, work for it, work mm -hmm. for it, work. And the moment they can't, it just comes to them. You can have other experiences too with these horror, you know, we, we say they're bad, but it's obvious that a lot of people would never want to take away, you know, that experience because they want to be where they're at without, you know, that dark, what we call dark, but it's, it's, there's, there's so much light and potentiality in there for, for expansion. In my it's undiscovered. It's undiscovered. That's why it's dark, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. It is the same. It is light. It's just light behind a filter of some sort, you know, like, uh, like that, that it's funny because people the most we talk about famous people they're they're a good example of light that's for everybody but looks a bit different like oh that he's arrogant or he's you know oh he's like a god you know like it's these two extremes you know a horrible person and, and a beautiful person a beautiful soul michael jackson was an example of that all the way to the claim mm. of pedophilia the you know the darkest of the dark and then you 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 see his expression with people and like on YouTube also you see, you can feel that like that guy was also an open heart, you know, it's like, which version is real? Well, maybe it's the version of the reality that Michael Jackson depends on who you are too, you know, how you're seeing, you know, what's ever relevant, you know, and, and, and from the higher perspective, there is no right and wrong. It's just expression and it's equally loved. It's just in our form, we could enjoy it a bit more. I think if we, did it more consciously. I think that's the ideas. I, I think Carl Jung is definitely forefather of that. I mean, for our understanding of 
modern thought of the, the, the using the darkness for what it's there for. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, beautiful. And so you, uh, is it, did you, uh, for me, I, I, I've definitely started a lot of my thought with, um, about these ideas of spirituality with Carl Jung and, um, do you know, uh, I think it was it, uh, George Peck, uh, he wrote the road less traveled. Okay. Uh, also, I, uh, is also, uh, these, these books coming out of the seventies, even, you know, this, you know, the time of the you know seventies, eighties, there's a lot of, I mean, that was also a beautiful time that we can look on and for a lot of mm. things, a treasure trove of ideas of, uh, interpreted of, of oneness and yeah. understanding, you know, and they, that was, a, I mean, we don't just go for like the Woodstock, if we want to just jump there, like what, yeah. what the hell was that? If you think about it, right? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I, I guess it was like this sort of um, exp well, expression without filters, mm -hmm. you know? remove all the filters or layers of like religious layer, uh, even well, and there was a political intent as well. I, but yeah, that was powerful for sure. I think it's an event. A political just, event for peace. That the idea of they, they were trying to say no Vietnam. Yeah. But when it came down to it, uh, it was just a good, it was just a very good time for most people at the event. <laughs> yeah. But they were using spirituality as a sort of as a, motor or as a force mm. to have a political impact. So I think they were really kind of, that was maybe the first time, well, not the first time in history, but mm. in a while that those two components were sort of put together and tried to use that as a, as a new force mm. in the world. So, yeah, but I wasn't there. No, I, I just like watched some documentaries and stuff about Woodstock, you know, it, it was really interesting, you know, you know, uh, Carlos Santana, like mm. the, the performance of his life. Cause he was like, not, so known and then but then Woodstock he's one of the names that came out I mean I think people knew Jimi Hendrix before but they call him and when he came out there dude was on LSD right before he went on the stage <laughs> he took a tab and everything was just light for him yeah. yeah and he couldn't control the guitar you know it was like it was like oh it's on beast and the people in the crowd I mean they were like amazed and you know but obviously he must have been going bonkers you know and it was like uh, it was probably some kind of trance you know, at that yes. point. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it is, uh, you know, um, music is so freeing and of, of expression. Uh, what do you think about, though, like, um, so what would be like an entryway for like, we're going to take me an example for the learning guitar. I mean, I don't, I want to like, just like, be it and, and go with the flow but not think much about my where i'm placing my fingers you yeah know? and uh but are you from the you went through a formal training correct or no i haven't and okay. that's so i'm pretty much like learning but i'm learning piano now for like actually mm. a couple of months and nice. i just go by ear and i just mm. try things and that's sort of my way of learning it's been my way of learning uh, how to play music i think well so i could not advise you on like techniques like you know, that professional techniques, but I could say what I've done and what I think works for a lot of people is just learn to just feel the instrument. Mm -hmm. And and that's like dancing, I guess. <laughs> I'm actually not a dancer at all. But um, but I would say it's similar in a sense that those are the same way you move and you have a it's again, blueprint. You see where the move wants you to go and you kind of follow that. It's the same with the instrument. You kind of hear, your, your fingers will start having a sense of their own of where to go to create what sort of sound. So you're going to train your ear 
pretty well with that. And I mean, I bet you you play chords, like you already know. Chords. Yes, I mean, uh, I mean, I know probably about ten chords, eleven chords. I mean, that's that's all you need. Yeah, it is. No, it, obviously, when you're moving up the uh, the neck a bit, you, it looks cool. Uh, right. Obviously, picking is another area where uh, you know finger playing well, fingers. Yeah. Yeah, finger picking is, is quite then then I would what I used to do is I would listen to some old uh blues, Delta mm -hmm. Blues, yeah. uh, CP John Hurt, whatever, and just like it, spend like hours just to try to get the rhythm the of the fingers. Yes. And okay. put it aside and make your own thing out of it, you know. Mm -hmm. So so I would never really learn the whole track, the whole song. Are you watching the, him or are you just listening? No, usually listen. Well, if there's video, it's even Yes, better. now there's videos, which is really also quite a unique, because uh, you know, like Post Malone freaking learning guitar with Guitar Hero. Mm, yeah, and yeah. You know, Scott, this is, this is, I love his authenticity because he just like, his name was generated by a freaking internet, uh, one of these uh, rap name generators. Mm -hmm. I he took it. He's like Post Malone. He's like, Austin, I think it was like Austin, um, Post or awesome, I don't know what his real name is, but that came up as like the first thing. I was like, oh, that sounds good. I want to take that as my, you know, my stage name and uh, musician. And then he, uh, when he was younger, he was just got really into the guitar hero. And I think that was good for making it fun and learning a little bit about sounds. I, I never played guitar hero, but I, I'm positive that's not real chords. <laughs> it's like, I mean, if you look at it, it's like four buttons. So. On a, but it makes it very simple. And you just have to hit, I think at the same time, you hit when the, the note, goes up on the song you see the um and when you when you if you hit at the same time it's supposed to be hit like on the then you get extra you get the right points and that, and that made it kind of fun and then you just went off from there and uh, you know um you become more musical you get a sense of like be um, like you know you, you you get used to um well you learn about the basics somehow and then you train your your finger just in terms of strength which is already something yes um, yeah no, it's uh, and the other fingers, of course, the tops, you know, in the beginning. Yes. Have we overcome a bit of pain? Oh, yeah. Oh, have yeah. you had bloody fingers? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, Seriously? Yeah. No. And it's still like, if I don't, well, you, they're pretty, like now I can almost like get a, get a plate out of the oven and like don't burn myself really because it's, it's quite thick. Um, wow. But sometimes, like if I really don't play for a long time, start again, it's mm -hmm. kind of, kind of hurt a little, but yeah. Okay. No, my, my son is just running. Oh, to the bathroom. I was distracted for a second. Uh, the yeah, I think that I think I, maybe piano is perhaps for some people an easier entryway because then you yeah. don't you don't need to hold those positions. On. It's just more tap the key. Uh, a, a nice analogy for reality is um, an unending piano. Mm. Mm. And our reality is just how many how many keys are on that piano? The normal eighty eight. Indeed, that's our, that's a reality on that and that's our our sounds you know and our you know what we can play with in this reality it still has infinite possibilities as so songs do but it's infinite possibilities within a, a quasi limited hmm. aspect you know which is you know that, that I, I love that and we're all you know, the idea of octaves you know that yeah. when we're going up oh. in vibration mm -hmm. Frequencies, yeah, yeah, just unending octaves of uh, of thought and of expression and hearing, and um, so I'm I'm actually yeah I'm very very thankful that you could make time for us today, Nicola. Uh, I want to do this again. I think it's been a, a, it's a pleasure. What's that? 
it's a pleasure, man. It's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, and I, feel, I get the vibe from you that you'd probably want to do your own podcast too, right? Oh, I've been thinking about that for a while. Yeah, well, you overcome the fear, just do it. I mean, you're a great guy, authentic, and you, uh, you know, I think you express yourself well. Well, thanks for the compliment, but I, I really appreciate your show. So, yeah, it's true, man. No, it's, it is what it is. And uh, yeah, thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful day of expression. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, take it awesome. easy.